What's up, buddy? Welcome to the AJ Bucon podcast. Uh, it has been uh, a couple of weeks since I have put out a podcast, and I'm okay with that. You know, I am taking my time. I'm thinking about what I want to say and when I want to say it, and that's okay, and I'm good with that. Um, first couple episodes, uh, I've been talking about this idea of stories and telling stories in our lives and living a great story, and you know, I, I, I've been thinking about it a lot, and I've had a couple people ask me some questions about it outside of the podcast, and I, I want to kind of delve into that a little bit. Um, one of the things that I always thought about in regards to the stories, and I want to make sure I'm clear on it, it's, it's not about looking at everything with uh, rose-colored glasses, like everything is just absolutely wonderful. Um, I think that we all have times in our lives when we tell certain stories to ourselves that um, don't really mirror the reality at hand, okay? So let me kind of give you some context and kind of explain where I'm going with this. Uh, One of my favorite authors is uh, Brene Brown. Uh, I've read every one of her books, uh, Gifts of Imperfection, Daring Greatly, Rising Strong, Uh, several of them that she has written. And uh, in the book Rising Strong, she talks a great deal about what is called a shitty first draft. Now, we all know, you know, if you know anything about writing, we know that a rough draft is just really getting our ideas down on paper. Um, That, you know, for the those English students out there, it's, you know, processing through what we have written and saying, I want to keep this. I want to keep that. This doesn't work. This does work, you know, and and revising and editing until you have a final product. Well, the thing with the shitty first draft, it's not really, it is about writing, but it's not about writing. It's about, uh, creating certain stories that, um, kind of explain what's going on in our lives, uh, particularly when we don't have enough data. Uh, Data meaning like information, like we don't always have the context. We don't know what other people are thinking. We don't know what's going on. Um, And that really uh, affects like how we perceive um, something that's happening to us at the time. Okay. Like for example, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a quick example. Then I'm going to get into my, my longer example. Um, as you know, I'm a school teacher and I feel as if I am on quote unquote for like seven hours a day. And when I mean on, uh, you know, a lot of people say, you know, they criticize teachers or they say stuff about teachers. Oh, you have, you know, you have summers off and you, you know, you get, you know, you get nice long breaks. It's like, it's all wonderful. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I didn't get into teaching for all of that. Is it a, is it a perk? Yes. But the thing is, is, um, you know, for me and for many teachers, it's like being on seven hours a day. And in my situation, when I mean on, it's like you are, I don't want to say entertaining, but you are in charge of the educational direction of uh, a group of at least uh, 15 to 20 high school students. 
if you're blessed to have those size classes, 15 to 20 high school students and kind of guiding them all in a certain direction. And you can't do that uh, effectively unless you're able to communicate effectively to them. And so a lot of times, like I get so much input coming my way from students, from other teachers, from, you know, administrators, from parents, it's all different things constantly. And so what happens is I start putting, taking all these experiences and creating a narrative for like how my day is going. You know what I mean? Um, my friend Betsy, she teaches at Central. She's been there. This is her 10th year uh, at Central. And we always talk about, you know, what's going on, what's going on with these students, what's going on in this situation, this situation. And we always, you know, we always try to figure out why this is happening. And, you know, to me, I don't consider that to be complaining. I think that is more along the lines of trying to make our way through what is called a shitty first draft. Meaning like when we see something for the first time, we tell ourselves stories based on our own, you know, personal inadequacies, our own personal experiences, things that, uh, that we have seen happen in the past, things that we've read. And so we tell the story because we don't always know the, the reality of the situation. Okay. And so a, a shitty first draft is what we first write in our minds, um, and the story that we tell ourselves to kind of get us through from one thing to another. Um, and, and that's just the case. It's like when something bad happens, we don't say, oh, wait, let me stop and process that for a little bit. No, we immediately default to some kind of story that's based on previous experiences or emotions that we've had before or, you know, strengths or weaknesses in our personality and we're, we're telling our make up something first. And it, it isn't until we have a chance to really reflect and step back from the situation um, an hour later, a day later, a week later, and we can kind of put things into perspective. And so that's what the challenge is that I face sometimes, um, you know, living my life is that sometimes I don't always think clearly until much later on down the road. And until that happens, I am basically writing a shitty first draft. And that's what's happening in the moment. It's all those emotions, all those feelings that are going on right then and there. And it makes you act and it makes you think in, in odd ways. And it's not that you're crazy or anything. It's just you're human and your own experiences kind of take you that way. So I'm going to kind of give you an extended example of this um, based on uh, an experience that happened a couple weeks ago. Well, it wasn't a couple weeks ago. It's been, you know, the whole experience is kind of like everything is built on stuff that has happened over the past couple of years, which is just crazy. Um, I, I've been thinking about this and the story has been on my mind and like why I was thinking these things, etc. And so I'm going to kind of take you through it. So bear with me. I've never, ever explained this to anyone like this before. Okay. So I'm going to kind of take you through my mindset. All right. First and foremost, look, everyone knows who's listened to this podcast, um, that I'd have a connection with, uh, one of the most successful podcasts on the East coast. And that's the juice box podcast, you know, um, the, the one about diabetes, <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's the Juice Box podcast that is situated here 
and Wheeling. And, you know, when people ask me, they're like, oh, yeah, those are those Nixon boys. I said, yeah, the Nixon boys, and you know, and Czar and Tiggy and, you know. So I got to explain it to everyone. But anyhow, I, I've been kind of um, fans of theirs since their inception. And um, I, I, the reason I was is um, I taught uh, JT, uh, one of the guys on the pod podcast, um, my first year when I was at Central, and you know I've met his brother, and I know Czar, and you know I met Tiggy, and um, so I've gotten to know them. They've invited me actually to come down, listen to the podcast anytime, and I've actually been on it four times, uh, which is really you know a real blessing. Um, this past, a couple weeks ago, they were celebrating their 100th episode. Uh, which is incredible. You know, for me, if anyone, if you know about me, I love things when people are doing something creative with their lives, when they're making something from scratch, when they're doing something that they enjoy, when it's bringing happiness to their lives, when it's bringing happiness to other people's lives, where it's offering people a chance to express themselves. That's what I love. And these guys have been doing it for a hundred episodes, a hundred episodes. So anyhow, back, I think it was in August, Jake, that's JT's brother, he texts me and says, hey, we want to do something special for our 100th episode. Would you be interested in being on it? Um, And I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You just let me know what's going on. Great. We plan on having it. So anyhow, Jake, and I'm going to, this is going to, it's not like I'm rambling, but I'm going to try to make this as interesting as I can. Jake sends out these text messages to everyone. It's like, Hey, um, this is what we're doing. We got these people. We're going to try to get everyone on as much as we can. When people come, if you come in, don't make any noise. I hate to call you out, you know, just wait upstairs. And so I'm picturing like, there's just going to be this big thing that's going on. And so I am like, so hyped for this. Um, uh, it's on a Friday night. Um, I'm torn because I want to go to Central's homecoming, but then I also want to be here and I have to kind of balance it. And it's like I, you know, it's like I told the guys when I was on the hundredth episode, you know, sometimes we got to choose our moments. And I said, you know what? There are plenty of homecomings. There are plenty of football games I'll be able to go to. Um, a hundredth episode for a podcast in Wheeling, West Virginia is something damn special. And I was invited to be on it. So I'm going to go to it. I'm going to be in the moment. I'm not going to split my time. I want to be there and I want to enjoy it. Okay. So anyhow, I, so you can tell, I love being on the juice box podcast, right? There's no doubt in your mind. There should be no doubt in your mind whatsoever that, um, I think these guys are great. They do a wonderful job. And so as I continue on with the story, I need you to keep that in mind because man, I'm telling you, I was writing a shitty draft the night of that podcast their 100th episode a time for celebration and i was a i was like losing my mind because of something that happened and i you know i don't even know why i think that way sometimes but I'm, i'll get to it okay all right all right all right here we go so anyhow i go there i get the invitation i'm skipping the homecoming um i come in I, i'm bringing a couple you know couple bottles of lemonade to, you know, just sip while we're, we're watching this. I go in, go downstairs. They got their whole setup there. And I'm telling you, it's incredible setup. They got TVs there. They got their mics. They got couches. It is like incredible. I go in, there are some people sitting there. Um, uh, a couple people that I know and, uh, 
another, uh, you know, a couple people I don't know, but it's just like this really nice environment. JT's little dog, Hazel was running around, you know, jumping around on people and stuff. You know, it's just all good. Okay. So we're all sitting around just talking and everything and having a good time, just kind of getting to know each other. That's what they do. They just kind of have this warm up before the, the podcast starts. It's like a warm up, like a singer would have a warm up before going out and performing in a concert. But these guys, because what they do is they talk, they like to kind of get their brains going and get their, you know, get a feel for what, how everyone's feeling. And so that's what they do before the show. So anyhow, the show starts, and well, actually, before the show starts, they say, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to have three guests. We have, um, we got uh, Uncle AJ, that's me. We got Bubba, that's Harry Slider, and we got this John Saucy guy. I think John, I don't know if it's John Saucy, John, it's, no, uh, I don't know. It's Zavolta, Zavolta, Michael Zavolta, but he goes by John Saucy for some reason. I don't know why. I think it may be his Twitter name. I don't know. But anyhow, so anyhow, that's who I think that is. And I'm just going, so there are like, I'm thinking there'd be lots of guests, but just the three of us. So I'm like, oh, that is kind of cool. So it's like they have, instead of bringing in everyone, they brought in the top three people, the three people they really wanted to have here. And so in my mind, I'm not telling a shitty draft right now. I'm just like, oh, this is exciting. I was hyped up. I was just drinking my lemonade, eating my bugles, and just like getting all fired up for it. And so what they said was, before we get started, what we're going to do is we're just going to spin the wheel. Like Jake has this little spinning wheel on his um, on his tablet that he spins, and it calls someone up. So he had all three of our names on there, and he spins them. Okay. And so I'm just getting excited. I mean, I don't care whether I go on first, second, or last. It doesn't make any difference to me because at this point in time, when the show is starting, I am blessed. I am happy to be there. Jake spins the wheel and the first person up is Harry Slider. That's Bubba. Okay. So Bubba goes up. Bubba's a great guy, uh, funny guy, real sarcastic. I, I really like that. Um, I've known him uh, for 10 years as well. Um, but Bubba goes on and he's like, they're like, Hey Bubba, it's great to be here. You know, they're talking to him and like getting the thing going and they say, well, we have a special announcement. I'm like, Oh, cool. A special announcement. Yeah. We want to welcome Bubba formally to the podcast. He's going to be one of the guys up here on a regular basis. And this is where the shitty draft began for me. Before I continue, I do want to remind you that I have great affection for the Juice Box podcast. I think they're great guys, but in my mind, I'm kind of messed up sometimes, you know? And so your breaks went on and I just shut down in my mind and my mind starts racing. You know what I mean? I'm like, what's going on? Wait a minute. Bubba? Bubba is going to be a regular? And so I started thinking like, whoa, wait a minute. I've been wanting to be a regular on the podcast since the very beginning. And so my mind starts racing back and racing back and racing back. And I'm like, what's going on? Why does this happen? And I'm not like, I'm listening to what's going on, but all that's going on in my mind are the, the previous experiences that have happened. Um, with me regarding the podcast. And I'm gonna get to those in a minute. 
So yeah, then I go up and I have a good time. And then the Michael Saucy guy, the, uh, I don't know, Michael Zavolta goes up. He has a good time. The time is evenly split. I'm good with everything, like being on the podcast, but still in my mind, I'm like, Bubba gets to be a regular now. And I'm like, you know, the guys are going to be pissed at me for thinking this because they know that this is not true. I know now that this is not true, but I felt at the time that that was like a slap in the face. I don't feel that way now, but at the time, that's how I felt. And I'm going to explain what I mean by like the shitty first draft now, because it has nothing to do with Bubba getting on there. Bubba is great. He's fantastic. He's funny, witty, sarcastic. He's going to bring a lot to the show. Okay. So it's not about that. It's just about like past experiences. Okay. So I start thinking back. I go back one year. I go back two years. And I remember when I first came there, I first heard about their podcast. JT invited me down to watch it. And I remember going there and um, it was like really cool. It was like, I just sat there and I watched. The next time they said, hey, we want you to be on there. We'd love to have you on. It's like, what? So I was like so honored because I never thought that I would have a chance to be on a podcast. Well, I had started my own podcast as a result of these guys inspiring me. And so I was like, oh man, this is like a, an epic cross, uh, crossover. Like I even made t-shirts for the show and it had like worlds collide on it. I was like so fired up. This was like a dream come true to me. So I went in, I'm doing the podcast and I come in and like Jake is there and JT is there and says, hey, uh, this is Tiggy. You know Tiggy, don't you? I said, no, I don't. He says, well, remember, like, I, I guess I taught, I, I taught his brother Michael when I was at Central. And it's like, he's talking to me. He's like, yeah, Tiggy's going to be on a little bit too tonight. He's going to do some commercials and stuff. I didn't think any of anything of it. I'm just doing it. Tiggy is a riot. It's a riot. I have a great time the first time I'm on there. Um, I hope that they enjoyed it. But then I find out the next episode that Tiggy is asked to be a regular. And so in my mind, I'm telling you, like my mind, this was two years ago now, I'm carrying a lot of mess around in my head. But in my mind, I was like, Tiggy, what, wait a minute, Tiggy? That was his first time on. Me, that was my first time on. This was some kind of audition and I blew it. And so what happens is when you write the shitty first draft, everything starts coming through, starts messing you up. I've always had problems with insecurity. Look, I'll go back to grade school. I was the last person kicked or picked for kickball. I'm one of those people. You know what I mean? And so when I don't get picked for something like this, Whew, all that stuff starts racing back. Anytime when I feel as if I am being excluded from a group, whether I am or not, 
Woo! All that stuff comes back in that shitty first draft. I start getting self-conscious, you know, like this. And so I did, you know, and I, I remember I talked to, I think, JT or Jake about it one time. I was like, yeah, that, I felt that was this, uh, an audition, and you all chose uh, Tiggy over me. And Jake's like, no, no, man, no, man, we love you. You know, Uncle AJ, we love having you on. No, you know, this was just going to be Tiggy's thing. We thought I could bring something to him. I said, I, Jake, just thought it was like an audition, and that's how it came across. No, 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 it wasn't an audition. We just wanted Tiggy to be on it. Okay, that's good. I got over it. I swear, I swear I got over it. I think until two weeks ago. Because I was on at least two more times. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm ba invited back to this um, 100th episode. And I go in and what happens? The first guy up, the first guest is announced as a new regular on the podcast. And I'm like, and here's the thing with these guys. These guys are nuts and they always do things in a weird way. At the time I was thinking, this is like reverse American Idol. You know what I mean? Uh, okay. What I mean is like, you know, like American Idol, they get down to the final three and then they get the final two, whatever. But anyhow, you're down to the final three. And instead of saving the winner for last, they put the winner on first. And the other, t the losers come on second. I swear to you, that's what I was thinking. I was like, why did they do this? Why are they announcing Bubba as being a regular? They should just save Bubba for last. But I was like, oh my gosh, it's just running through my head. I'm like nuts about this. I, 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 you know what? And you know what the sad part is? That when we write these shitty drafts and we make assumptions about people and their motives or why they do something, and we don't really think about like why we're feeling this way. Me personally, I close myself off. I don't want to talk to anyone about it. I just put a smile on my face like everything is good. And boom, there I am. So anyhow, I don't feel that way anymore. I don't. I promise. I just wanted to use this as an example of what a shitty first draft is. Because I'm telling you. I carried this around for a couple days. And I started thinking, that's not possible. Why would they do that? And they wouldn't. The guys at the juice box would not do that. You know, you know, the truth of the matter is, as said before, I've always struggled with belonging. I think everyone, that's like one of the number, you know, the top three things that people, all people struggle with, this feeling of acceptance and whether or not they belong to certain groups. And if you've always struggled with that, you continue to struggle with it. And so when you that happens, you always, like I tend to write these shitty first drafts. Like this is not the way it is. Like I do belong, I'm part of it. You know, these guys here, they're incredible. They have always been cordial. They're, um, I'm blessed to have them in, in my life. Um, I go down there, I can get on the podcast, hopefully whenever I want, maybe not anymore after this. Now, see, that would be an example of a shitty draft because I'm assuming that they may be listening to this and they may say, you're not on anymore. I don't know. I'll have to let you know in the future. But the thing is, is they've always been cordial. They've always been wonderful. They've been supportive of me doing my podcast. Um, they have been encouraged me to do, you know, kind of keep pushing forward. They you know, they said, get back on the, on the horse again. When, after I took a year off, you can do it. You can do it. And, um, 
you know, they've always been positive, but I still have that, you know, that doubt that sometimes comes in when something doesn't go the way that you want, or you're feeling you're being left out of something, you know, those insecurities kick in, you know, being that last person on the kickball team gets kicked in, not being chosen for this kick gets kicked in. And even if you have been blessed in all of your life, like I've had a lot of great blessings in my life, but even with all those blessings, why do we always carry around the negative things? You know what I mean? Why do we always carry those around? You know, what are those voices that are like totally irrational in our heads that take us to places we don't want to go? You know what I mean? And I think that's what happens sometimes. And, you know, when we talk about like living a great story, it is sometimes about a choice in terms of like how we perceive things. I think there, there are definitely going to be terrible moments in our lives Um, tragedies in our lives, times when we are legitimately rejected for certain situations by people or, you know, uh, by a job or whatever it may be, um, when we're going to get into a difficulty and have to sort our way through it. But, you know, there are also times in our lives when things are going to be going great and things are wonderful and I have you know, wonderful blessings around me or around, you know, we all have wonderful things that are going on around us. And we choose for some reason unconsciously to push those aside and say, that's not what's going on. And we make it a negative thing. You know what I mean? Because we don't understand why something's happened. So immediately we gravitate to the negative because of all the hurt and pain or whatever else has been going on in our lives that has made us the rich people that we are. But unfortunately, those at those moments in our lives, those times in our lives that have been negative, um, they can kind of move to the forefront and we carry that baggage with us and we have to be able to step back and say, you know, that's not what's going on. That's irrational. You know what I mean? So like even when I'm, I'm at school and, you know, things are rough and things are crazy, I look at how blessed I am to have wonderful students um, in my classes every day. My kids always ask me, which one's your favorite class? So they're all my favorite because they're all unique and I'm truly blessed with that. And I can't let things that are going on outside of my classroom, things that are going on in the world, um, edge their way into that and influence that. And you know, let my narrative become something that's not about what I'm doing and what I am enjoying, what I am enjoying, um, that I keep the focus on the things that are positive, but that I figure out like, why though, why am I feeling this negativity? Cause it's important that I think sometimes we have to get down to like, why do we write these, these false narratives, these shitty first drafts right off the bat when we, we should probably know better. And, and hopefully at some point in time on this podcast, I'll talk about some of the, the strategies that I have for dealing with it. And there are ways of doing it other than sulking about stuff for like two, two or three days and not telling anyone about it. But um, anyhow, shitty first draft. We all do it. It happens. They're the stories we tell ourselves when we don't have all the data, when we don't know it, all the backstory, when we don't know the what, when, why, and where. 
it's how we fill in the blanks. And sometimes we default to the negative experiences. So anyhow, you know, just talking to the guys again, I do want to, um, I definitely want to make sure that I congratulate the juice box guys again. Um, 100 episodes is fantastic. I want to stress again, um, Bubba, you're going to do a great job. Um, I've heard you on the, your first episode there. You're great. Got a great sense of humor. Um, you guys just keep doing what you're doing. Uh, if you haven't listened to the juice box podcast, I encourage you to do it sometime. Um, wonderful show. These guys are great, big hearts, very cordial people wouldn't, um, not a mean bone in any of their bodies, I think. Um, so anyhow, congratulations guy, guys, a hundred episodes, uh, very proud of you. Very happy for you. Um, I haven't written a blog for a while, uh, but you can check out my recent blogs at ajbucon.com. Uh, the title of my blog is Time and Space. Hopefully, I'm going to get one up there pretty soon. I have an idea that I'm bouncing around. I'm just trying to find the time to do it. And, you know, when you're creative, you just kind of have to jump into it. And I think that's the big thing that, that we got to do. Um, on my website, you can, and on Amazon, you can find my, my two books. My first book is My Corner of the World. Uh, and my sec, which is about my first year teaching at my, returning to teach at my alma mater, uh, which is where I am right now at Central Catholic High School. My second book is Sunday Mornings with Coffee. It's a retrospective of my blog for the past five years. And I add some extra ideas in there and, um, put some nice pictures in it. It's a really nice, I, I, I've been, I really enjoyed putting that together. It was a lot really cathartic to kind of go through all of my past experiences and all the great moments that I've had in my life. Um, over the past five years, but both of those are on there. And uh, if you want to check that out, I'd really appreciate it. So again, Hey, make sure you take care of yourself. Um, it's a, it's a challenging world in which we live. Um, we got to be careful, um, about how we look at things, um, that we don't take life too seriously, but that we also are taking taking a great deal of care of ourselves, eating healthy, drinking plenty of water, exercise, and making sure that we um, treat um, those that we love um, with as much um, kindness and tenderness as possible. But also, you know, let's be kind to everyone. If everyone kind of adopted that as um, a philosophy, the world would be a much better place. So make sure you're being kind to those that you love. Also being kind to everyone in the world and you know make the world a special place um you have the power to do that thank you for listening and let's be careful about those shitty first drafts uh thank you for listening see you next time <laughs>